Welcome back to your home inspector training. I am Garth Haslam, the home medic. Uh, today, I want to talk about sprinkler systems. Now, depending on what part of the country you live in, uh, chances are pretty good that either everybody around you has a sprinkler system or perhaps nobody. Uh, depends a lot on uh, whether you live in maybe Florida or, or Nevada. So I want to give you some background regardless on sprinkler systems because no matter where you live, chances are pretty good you, uh, you might run into um, a surprise. So just give you some background on that. There are some different sprinkler types, uh, sprinkler head types. There's different connections that can be used. There's different uh, materials that can be used. And we're going to cover all of those in, um, on this subject. So to begin with, the sprinkler types, you have a couple of different general head categories. you got your fixed spray heads, and then you got your rotor heads. Now, at the risk of sounding kind of obvious, um, again, I don't know where you live, so we need to cover some, some basics. The fixed spray heads are the ones that uh, they don't move at all. They basically, you basically get pressure that happens, and then if they're a full circle or half circle or quarter circle or rectangular sprayer, that's just what they are. Those are great for spraying small areas. They provide pretty good coverage. They become a problem when either they get clipped by a lawnmower or something like that, or maybe they get plugged up. Now, a lot of those spray heads, or pretty much all of them, are going to have some sort of a filter in there, and the, the, the main itself should have some sort of a filter in it. But again, the reason why we're all in the home inspection business is all the things that should happen often don't. So you need to be aware of all these sorts of things. Uh, so the fixed spray heads, they should pop up. If they do, and if they spray out a nice, clean, half-circle head or whatever they're designed to do, then you don't have anything to ride up. Uh, of course, that never happens. So uh, inspection points are going to be maybe you've got a sprinkler head that isn't spraying out as, as wide in areas it should. Maybe it's on an angle. Maybe it doesn't pop up at all. Those are the things you're going to be wanting to look for. Now, the rotor heads um, are very much different. Those the, the name pretty much describes what's going on. They're going to spray whatever pattern they're set to spray. And usually those are adjustable by the homeowner when you install them. Um, the uh, Those sorts of heads are prone to... Uh, you know, they, they will spray from, I'm going to go from about 20 to 40 feet uh, in whatever area they're, they're set to. So they're, they're meant for larger spaces. And, of course, if you've got these rotor heads that are um, spraying a very small space, that would be a poor selection. You need to make that clear to the client. So uh, rotor heads, they can fail when when you basically get too much friction uh, on the uh, on the moving parts. That can happen from grass or dirt or age or what have you, but that becomes a massive waste of water because if a rotor head is not rotating, then one area is getting super watered while the rest is dry. Um, that's the sort of thing you need to be inspecting for on uh, sprinkler heads of either type. Now, 
there's always the factor of don't spray the house. So what's going on, and you will see this in at to some extent at pretty much every home that you inspect that has a sprinkler system. Um, and I actually have a very standard note in, uh, in the way I do things. It's DSH, which is shorthand for don't spray the house. I have another one that's DSW for don't spray over or into the window well. And, of course, you'll find that it's very common for sprinkler heads to be located right next to the window well. And when those fail, you're going to have uh, water go right into the window well and then, of course, into the basement as well. It doesn't get better if the home doesn't have a basement. Maybe it has a crawl space. If that's the case, the water goes into that crawl space area, ponds there, and you got all that moisture, which can result in condensation and spiders and mold and termites and all of that. So no matter what sort of structure you've got, even if it's just a slab-on-grade sort of a home, you can't allow sprinklers to be spraying the house. It just causes all kinds of nasty little items, including structural settlement. Anyway, none of those are good, and if you see a sprinkler head of any type spraying the house, that is certainly something you're going to want to write up and make very clear to your client as to what's going on. Uh, so those are the sprinkler types. Now, connections... Uh, is another subject that you need to be uh, have a base knowledge about as well. You can, uh, quite often, you'll see where a sprinkler system was, uh, you've just got the PVC glued to a, maybe an elbow with a thread. That threaded elbow goes up via uh, another threaded sleeve to the uh, sprinkler head itself. When that happens... All you have to do is run over that head, sometimes with maybe a riding lawnmower, sometimes with a car. You know, some uh, cars have happened. I actually did that to somebody's sprinkler system. Um, going to my in-laws, I wanted to get off the road because it was a skinny road. And as I did so, I ran over their sprinkler head and broke it. That didn't make me a hero to my daddy-in-law. So... Uh, that is that sort of thing, of course, can happen. And if you see that happening, uh, of course, that needs to be written up anytime you've got a gusher like that. Um, I have seen where, and of course, you got to have glue, uh, pipe glue, PVC glue for um, gluing joints together. But those would be sleeve joints. If you actually have a threaded joint, I've actually seen where people will thread that in and then they'll actually glue it. Uh, of course, that's a problem because if they ever try to unthread that, it's going to be glued and then you just got a solid material that has to be cut off rather than screwed off. And every head, I'm, you know, no matter what it is, over time it's going to age and you're going to need to replace those heads. So the homeowner should definitely not be uh, be gluing those screwed threads on, and you should pass that information along to the extent that it applies at the home inspection that you may be doing on any given day. Now, I want to cover as well, um, there's, there's a material that's uh, been known to be called funny pipe. And uh, it's not a very good name. There's nothing. There's nothing funny about it. But it is a uh, a nice system for avoiding the kinds of problems that I just described with with tires of whatever sort. Um, 
Basically, what happens with funny pipe is you've got your PVC, which is a brittle material, and it does crack and fail when it gets stressed. Uh, so the fix for that is to have that PVC at a depth in the soil where it really is not going to get stressed. And then you run this um, rubber tubing um, to the uh, the sprinkler head. So in between the sprinkler head and the PVC line, you've got this tube going, and it can flex. So to the extent that somebody runs over it, maybe with a car or a truck or even a diesel truck, uh, that tubing can just flex, and uh, nothing is is affected to the point that it's going to fail. Um, <clears throat> the funny pipe is awesome, and it needs to be used in a well-done sprinkler system. Otherwise, you're going to get those sorts of failures. Funny pipe will uh, will connect to a barb on uh, a sleeve or an elbow, and then the other side is threaded. And then you don't get the problems associated with all of that. Okay, <clears throat> so we've covered the sprinkler types. We've covered the connections. Um, <clears throat> I want to cover again some of the don'ts associated with sprinkler heads generally. These are going to be inspection points that you are going to want to cover. Now, <clears throat> these don'ts don't necessarily rise to the level of career enders. But if you fail to see them and note them on the inspection report, they can certainly result in, in unhappy phone calls from your client. So I've already mentioned that you don't want to allow the client to be spraying the window well. Just not good. Don't, don't allow them to spray the house either. Uh, it, it just causes, there's no benefit to it, and there, it causes any number of issues Structural settlement, rot mold, termites, if you've got uh, wood of any variety there, it's going to age that, be, it, be that maybe deck supports or wood frames. It's just not good. And then if you're spraying stucco, it's going to destroy your stucco. If you're spraying masonry, it's going to uh, soak through the masonry and get whatever's on the other side wet. Uh, <clears throat> there's just nothing good that happens when the house gets wet. You'll also want to make sure as you're looking, and this fits more in the drainage category, but we definitely need to cover this here as well. If you have <clears throat> a drainage slope that forces water towards the foundation, that's going to, it's a guaranteed problem at some point down the road. Now, one of my favorite stories uh, I used to have, we still have dogs. Uh, I've got a big old Mastiff Pyrenees mix now, and he weighs about 160 pounds. That dog is not as powerful as a little lab that I used to have. That lab probably weighed 20, but uh, she was energetic, as, as labs are, and uh, she loved water, as labs do. So what happens is whenever she saw a sprinkler head, she'd gleefully run over and uh, tear it off just playing with it. So you can imagine, and she actually did that a number of times, and I had to try to put rebar in. I, had, I tried to do a lot of things to protect my sprinkler system from my dog. Um, <clears throat> but you can imagine what happens if you turn that sprinkler head into a gusher, and that gusher is right next to the structure, and the structure forces water towards the foundation, into the basement, into the window well, into the crawl space. It's just not good. So as the home inspector, you need to be paying attention to those sorts of things. Okay, so that is a basic level, a kindergarten level of understanding as relates to sprinkler systems. 
Um, you're going to want to also go to my website for other information there. I have other podcasts as well. Next segments, we're going to do tips and techniques. We're also going to do uh, using the timer box and sizing lines and pressures and, and the material, uh, etc. So you'll want to cover that as well. <clears throat> Most important thing you can do while inspecting Sprinkler systems also happens to be the most important thing you can do while inspecting electrical or plumbing or radon, and that is to um, dedicate yourself to customer service. Uh, do that. Go out there. Make me proud. <laughs>